Hello everyone, you're right. Welcome to this new episode of Towards Sustainable Future podcast. It's been quite some time we released our last episode where we talked about global carbon budget. And in this episode, we'll be talking about energy transition, one of our favorite topics, and specifically about engineering behind energy transition. So, welcome to this podcast. I'm Akshay. And let's get started. Now to start off the discussion on energy transition, it's quite important to understand why energy transition is important and relevant for climate change. Most of our emission, majority of our emissions come from energy sector. Now, essentially our entire civilization has been revolving around energy sector. So prior to industrial revolution, the emissions were coming from land land use essentially. So like for agriculture and other purposes, when they started to cut down trees and stuff, what we essentially did is we dropped off the carbon sinks, which suck in carbon dioxide, and we started to release carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. Then we had industrial revolution two centuries ago. And in industrial revolution, at the beginning of industrial revolution, the human species, in a generic sense, started mass producing. So when this mass production of things started, we needed heavy machineries. And all this had to be powered by something. And that's when we we discovered that we could use steam engines and we could use coal and we could use all of the natural resources that are available, convert them into energy and use that energy for our own beneficiary. So in a sense, our civilization has been built around energy. When electrons jump from one state to another state, they dissipate energy. Energy flows through biological organisms. So we have energy cycle. Um, we have energy that comes from sun, we radiate back energy, all this stuff. So energy is everywhere. Just to start off with basics, when we say energy transition, okay, energy transition has to be in the energy system. And energy system is not just electricity or natural gas. Energy system is a very huge, complicated system that has governed our entire civilization governed in the sense that that has given us the comfort and luxuries that we have of course not everywhere because here comes the part of energy justice where some of the advanced economists were able to extract a lot from these natural resources whereas advancing and developing economies are still trying to catch up and still try to find the balance between using fossil fuels and renewables but let's just start off with basics. So you're hearing this podcast and I'm thankful for it. Appreciate that. Now, when you're hearing the podcast, you're hearing it on an electronic device. So let's, for the sake of it, say that you're hearing it on your smartphones. Your smartphones are powered through batteries. You charge your smartphones when you plug in your adapter. And when you do that, you're converting one form of electricity into another form of electricity that can be used by your batteries 
which essentially stores those energy, stores that energy, and then dissipates that energy, which you use. Now, when you plug in your adapter to the socket, the electrical energy that's flowing through the socket has traveled a lot. So it has been through, it started off with extraction, then it went down and down to primary energy, then it got converted into another energy source, then you had energy carriers and different technologies were used at each step so that at the end of the day, you get your electrical power from your socket. Now this is electricity is just one part of energy system. Electricity is essentially an energy carrier. We call it energy carrier or we call it energy vector. And it's just one part of it's just one part of energy system. So the first major takeaway from this podcast should be this ep- this episode of the podcast should be that energy is not just electricity. Electricity is a part of energy, but not the entire energy system. As a matter of fact, um, that's where IEA's report at the moment in twenty like in twenty twenty one. Only 20% of our entire energy system consisted of electricity. So in short, electricity is just one part of our energy system. So when we say energy transition, what we are essentially trying to say is we have to transform not just this 20%, but the other 80% and decarbonize them so that the emissions from them are low. So that's the basic idea about energy system. So when you hear things around around electricity, like electricity is decarbonizing and electricity has finally started to decarbonize. Renewables are playing a major share in uh, in energy system. Be aware that electricity and energy are not one thing. We are not trying to decarbonize just electrical sector. We know how to decarbonize electrical sector. That's why we have a couple of advanced economies which virtually have a clean electrical system, but not the entire energy system. So when I talk about energy system, what I'm trying to essentially state is that our energy system comprises of different different sectors. Okay, our energy system essentially is is combination of a lot of technologies, a lot of treatments that come together, and then we have energy system. Okay, so just to just to get back to the example of a smartphone, when I said that we're charging a smartphone, what we're trying to do is what we are getting from that smartphone, we call them as, call it as energy services. So it's winter in Europe right now. So the thermal the thermal comfort that you get when you turn on the knob of your radiator, that is your thermal comfort. That is one of the energy service. In the same fashion, you have energy services in terms of cooking or energy in terms of information processes. So that's your energy service. Now, before energy service, we have energy in use. So energy service comes after energy in use. And for this, it's compilation of technologies and useful energy. So for, for example, the smartphone or your computer or your light bulb, which is giving you light or your ECs, radiators, these are end-use technologies. Or when you're traveling, your automobile, that's your end-use technology. And you get useful energy from that technology. So for example, from light bulbs, you get light. From air conditioner or radiator, you get heat, cold. That's your useful energy. And that gives you energy services, which is your thermal comfort. Now, 
this is sort of one part of energy system but beyond before this a lot of complexities are happening so to start off with we have extractions in order to extract natural gas there's gas whale in order to extract oil you have oil whales for um, coal there are coal mines now natural gas coal uranium these are primary energy sources but they have to be extracted from somewhere and this extraction comes from gas whale coal mines uranium then we have conversion technologies which converts this coal you, you do not just use coal right you convert into one form of energy so coal usually goes through power plants and through thermal power plants we get we get electricity which is energy one form of energy in the same fashion for natural gas we get gas from oil refineries we get petrol and kerosene and all those petroleum products then we have distribution technologies which like the secondary energy is produced somewhere but you have to distribute it from one place to another place so in term for gas it goes through gas grids for oil it goes flows through pipelines and stuff and then you have final energy now this energy again is like gas electricity which you're using so you're producing electricity at one place and you're trans transferring it to another place and then you're using it on your using it for your comfort now if this information feels quite overwhelming to you i understand it just the key point to note over here would be that when you talk about primary energy or major primary energy for planet earth or natural gas coal oil so these are fossil fuels then we have solar radiation and solar radiation like sun radiation essentially drives your renewables so you have solar pv which converts this radiation pv as in photovoltaics which converts this radiation into electricity you have wind energy wind energy is also coming from sun so solar radiation is one primary energy another primary energy that is considered sort of considered as renewable is biomass which comes from farms and forests so in a way we have we essentially have six primary energy sources of which three are fossil fuels two are renewables and one is clean energy source which is uranium so uranium is used for uranium is for nuclear reactors now when we are saying we need to transform like we need to transform our energy system and we need to shift to renewables we need to decarbonize our energy system we have to decarbonize we have to decarbonize starting from the six primary energy sources and of, of the six primary energy sources three are already fossil fuel and two are renewables and one is clean energy source uranium another key important thing to note over here is this three fossil fuels at the moment in our entire energy supply provides us 80 percent of energy which is quite which is which is very high so we have to decarbonize it step by step the basic strategy for decarbonizing this entire energy system is first we electrify all our end use sectors the reason behind electrification is that we know how to decarbonize electrical system our electrical like we can produce electricity through renewables 
again we have two kinds of renewables we have variable renewable energy resources which are solar pv wind energy but we also have dispatchable renewable energy sources which can be turned on and turned off whenever we want like hydropower geothermal and other energy sources so we know how to decarbonize electrical sector and that's why it's pivotal and it's an important step for decarbonization of energy decarbonization of energy system to decarbonize electrical sector electrify it electrify all the end use sectors supply them electricity through clean power clean power includes renewables and as well as nuclear now along with electricity a lot of our industrial processes they need heat and for this electricity alone is not enough that's why if we look at Sankey diagram and all of the stuff, the heat usually goes to electrical, uh, industry, sorry, industry, heat usually goes to industrial sectors. And in order to produce that heat, we need another, another energy vector or another energy carrier. And the one that's, that everyone is betting on right now is hydrogen. So you use hydrogen and electricity as energy vectors and essentially decarbonize our energy, entire energy system with this two energy vectors electricity and hydrogen also this ammonia that's been researched on currently so that's the that's just that's just a short summary of energy system and what it comprises of now i wanted to give you some numbers to understand the scale of transformation that we are looking at in order to limit a global warming below 1.5 C as per Paris Agreement, global average rise in temperature of about 1.5 C compared to the Industrial Revolution, one of the first milestones is achieving net zero by 2050. Now, achieving net zero in energy sector essentially means that we are not emitting any greenhouse gases from our energy sector just to be more precise we are not emitting any net emissions from our energy sector by 2050 so it means so it so it essentially means that we have to transform our entire energy system and as i mentioned earlier that our strategy for transformation hinges on electrification and production of energy carriers that are as clean as possible so let's 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 just talk a couple of numbers over here to understand the scale of this transformation. So as per International Energy Agency's report on renewables, and for their net zero emission scenario, our total energy supply should be around five thirty-two exajoules by the end of twenty fifty. Of this amount of energy, seventy percent has to be supplied through renewables energy transition is not just about having more renewables in the system but it's also about improving energy efficiency and reducing energy demand you reduce energy demand by being more efficient now just talking in terms of energy supply our current energy supply consists of 624 exajoules so just to put in terms of percentage i'll talk in terms of percentage so in 2021 12 percent of our energy supplied is renewables 
yeah just 12% as renewables the rest comes from natural gas which is 23% and another comes from oil which is 29% and other comes from coal which is 26% so gas oil and coal all are fossil fuel and they essentially more or less take up around 80% of our energy supply in 2021. In order to reach net zero, by 2050, 70% of our energy supply should come from renewables. And just 5, 10 or less than 15% from fossil fuel and this fossil fuel ought to have CCS in it because remember the goal is to achieve net zero by 2050 net zero of CO2 by 2050 in terms of for energy sector this is how it looks like so the challenge is quite large we have to have share of renewables from 12% to 70% and in and just for electricity and heat sector it also has to be around 77% and currently it's just 17% share of renewables. The rest people are being, the rest, the rest lies upon nuclear, which is around 17%, but for electrical sector, not energy sector. For energy sector, it's just, electrical sector, it's just, uh, for energy sector, it's just 12%. So the basic conclusion is the scale of transformation is huge. So, so when you essentially look at, um, uh, when you essentially come at some social media posts or anywhere where people are trying to mislead you by saying that installed capacity of solar is this high or renewables are ticking or etc, etc, just remember the numbers, 12% of energy supply of renewables at the moment, which is, you know, which is quite small. And also just talking about installed capacity, remember the major outcome or one of the major indicators for reduction of CO2 would be amount of electricity that is generated and not the installed capacity. So you could have you could have lots of solar installed capacity, but what matters is what amount of electricity is being generated from solar PV. And in our and at the moment in 2021 for our electric just for our electrical sector globally only one person is coming from solar pv although the installed capacity is quite high but by 2050 that is a net zero scenario 26 percent ought to come from solar pv and 22 percent from wind and this leads me to my next part of the discussion which is engineering behind behind this entire energy system now uh, now, I'll try just in this episode, I'll try to stick with just electrical sector, since we know how to decarbonize electrical sector and we've been talking about it at length. So, when it comes to electricity, first thing first to note is electricity is of two kinds. We have alternating current and we have direct current. So, the batteries are charged from direct current Whereas your motors, like your washing machine and other stuff, they need alternating current. 
depending on which part of the world you're living in and which um, which kind of supply you have. It all depends on that, but majorly the supply that you get from your socket is alternating current. But in order to in order in order for you to operate your electronic devices which contains batteries you need to convert that alternating current into direct current and you do that with the help of um, converters these converters are placed already in your electronic devices uh, in your adapters which convert one form of energy into another form of energy which charges your phone now this is quite important and quite relevant when we talk about decarbonization of electrical system because our decarbonization strategy hinges largely on solar PV which is 26% for electrical sector and solar PV generates direct current and the current that flows through our electrical grid if you have a centralized electrical grid the current which flows through it is alternating current so we have to convert solar PV's direct current into alternating current before feeding it to our electrical grid. And for that, we use inverters. Right now, globally, 1% of power is supplied through solar PV. So the scale of inverters, which inverters are made up through power electronic devices. So the scale of inverters is quite small. But for 2050, the scale of inverters will have to be quite high to accommodate this amount of renewable to accommodate this amount of solar PV into the system. The other one is wind. Now the good thing about wind is wind generates alternative current, but you still cannot feed it directly to the feed directly to our electrical grid because of our technical constraints. So you have to ensure that there are grid codes, standardized grid codes which ensures that whatever energy you're feeding to grid is of same frequency and same voltage and for that you need different another different set of devices and the set of devices these are usually like transformers you have inverters you have converters and all of all of this te conversion technologies so this conversion technologies are a major part of our major part of the engineering behind energy transition. And when, and when you think, and when you try to link it with our decarbonization strategy of energy system, you'll realize that what we are trying to do is we are trying to electrify everything. So we are increasing our electrical, we are increasing our electrical demand we have to ensure that this electrical demand has to be supplied from clean energy sources. And that gives us the challenge, you know, that gives us that gives us the scale of transformation that we are talking about. So when you say so when you say that we need more renewables, we have to be quite precise on what we are talking about. We say we need more variable renewables. And in order to accommodate this variable renewables, we have to transform our electrical grid. We have to slowly, slowly start to shift away from centralized grid to distribution grid so that it can accommodate a lot of solar PVs and wind energy. 
and consequence like fault in one area shouldn't affect the other area for that we have isolation devices and they are like mostly switch gears and another important thing to note for when we're talking about emissions is most of a couple of this switch gears have sf6 which is a very potent ghg gas potent ghg greenhouse gas and we have to will have to have a lot of switch gears when you have such a high electrical demand so yeah it's quite complicated i don't know how far this episode has gone in terms of length i don't want to extend a bit more so maybe i'll split this episode and next time we meet i'll try to talk more at length of net zero and yeah i hope that you enjoyed this episode and i hope that you got a couple of new things to learn up from this episode but just just to put it out there remember that transformation of energy sector requires engineering technologies we have a couple of technical constraints at the moment we never had such large scale of variable renewable energies in our system so we have to transform our grid we have to change we have to transform our infrastructure we also have to look at critical minerals like for production of solar pvs batteries we have some critical minerals if we look at that and the future if we are to achieve net zero by 2050 the future in 2050 would be quite different we'll have more we'll have more distribution distributed grids we'll have more distributed renewable energy technologies we'll have new energy vectors like hydrogen not new but essentially energy vectors at a scale so it will be quite different but at the end of the day make sure to understand try to grasp the complexity of decarbonization of the entire energy system it's huge is it feasible we still have some studies to do is it necessary it is necessary if you are if you have to limit our average rise in temperature to 1.5 c achieving net zero by 2050 is crucial can we do it well the time will tell well yeah that's it for this episode thank you for listening i'll see you next time around and oh yeah Happy New Year. Cheers.